Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Chels. This week I'm joined by Mr. Andrew Saunders. Hello. How are you, Andy? I'm all right. Have you, have you seen? We haven't got Gary Hayes here. No, his Gary Hayes. Yellow card. But it was actually his second yellow card, I think. So yeah. it's a red. He's off for a game. He's off for a podcast. Disgustingly late. Last he week. was so late. So late that. It was just the most unbelievable he thing I've ever seen. He didn't make up for it with his epic Cahill rant. Though. It was. And that, actually, that's gone down well on Twitter. Yeah, his uh, his whole uh, Cahill is okay. And we back him on that. And well done to Gary. Anyway, hope you're enjoying the evening listening to us. Have you had a haircut? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I actually had it before you saw me uh, when we went to Stoke, but you didn't notice it because <laughs> you're all sort of, ooh, football. Anyway, we're also, <laughs> but thank you for noticing now days later and we're also joined by uh, a gentleman who is joining us for the third time i think you've done one ages ago one last season or the season before and now you're back gonna get you on here regularly i'm sure uh robert ray how are you rob you're a bbc journalist and chelsea fan good evening How's things? Have you, have yeah, you been things there? are good. Things are good. Um, that's an epic a, haircut, by the way. Um, you're not, oh, thank you're you very much. That's what I'd say. You're not see, a football see, journalist, though, are you? I am not a football journalist. journalist. I, I, think, I think he's a proper hair journalist, actually, <laughs> if you noticed. I'm a news journalist. I work for the News Channel, what right. used to be called News 24 in the bygone days. Mm. Oh, yeah, News 24. Yeah. I try and do as little sports journalism as I can possibly do. Is that because you like sports and don't want to get tainted by being... Well, sports journalists have to work on a Saturday. So what's the point of that, really? I mean, Unless you can go, I'll cover just the Chelsea games. I did actually get told off by our sports um, department this, this week as well, which is uh, not a good thing. I, um, I put a tweet in about um, Mark Sampson's future uh, about five minutes before I should have done, I think. And, oh, really? Uh, I broke it. I, so I you got bro- a stern email from BBC Sport telling me... Um, Yes, that, that wasn't helpful, Rob. 
Um, so there you go. They're all very passive aggressive at the moment. Oh, it was very passive aggressive. <laughs> but, they, but they are at any news uh, news department. It's like Sky News. I know. I, I used to know loads of them because we used to play cricket with quite a lot of them. And yeah. it's the same kind of thing, you know, fire breathing demons from on high. Sort of if you get the story wrong or break it too early. So and how things. A- how accurate is W1A then? Uh, it's. Do you watch it? It's practically a documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watch it religi- religiously. It's um, it's. It's amazing. I mean, the only thing that's not particularly accurate is the the news guy in management who's far right. too sensible. Yeah. Um, but the, um, the, the, the there was one episode. I think it was one this Sunday um, where they were talking about BBC. Spoiler me. alert! If you haven't seen it, sorry about that. Spoiler alert! Uh, they're talking about BBC Me as the news. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it is spot on with you know the sort of BBC thing me that you have to put that up with just YouTube. all the time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, but. Well, welcome aboard. It's nice to have you back, Rob. And um, you've been a lifelong Chelsea fan, haven't you? Lifelong since the age of four, yes. So, um, so lifelong minus four. Yes, yeah. exactly. The first four years, I, I was agnostic. Could have ended up supporting anyone. Who knows? But there you go. Could have been Leeds. Oh, dirty Leeds. Well, of course, you you were saying that your first year as a Chelsea supporter was 1970. 1970, So it's that classic period, you know, where I think lots of kids uh, were wondering. We must be about the same. How old are you? I'm 52. Yeah, same age as me. Yeah, so we're the same age. Yeah, but he looks so much younger than he you. He does. He's got more hair than me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, I'm sure you used to have hair. I did have hair, yeah. You did. Is as, it something? This is quite normal. Sorry? This is quite normal to have <laughs> hair when you were younger. Yeah, but you could have not had hair when you were younger, you know. I mean, anyway, we probably are digressing a little bit. Anyway, just got to read something out for you all. The Chelsea is backed for the season by Labrooks. Bet £5, get £20. If you deposit £5, Labrooks will add another 20 quid to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.chelseapodcast.net. Back to reality. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot to get through today. Uh, I suppose we've got to go all the way back in time to last week and the uh, League Cup, Carabao Cup, Milk Cup, whatever you want the to call English it, Cup. League Club. The English Defence League Cup. EDL Cup. The EDL Cup. The Caribou Cup. Carabao. Carabao Cup. Not the Caribou Cup. No, I like the Caribou Cup. Caribou's a large elk-like creature. That's exactly how I picture it. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should be born in on a caribou, don't Mm. you? Yeah, yeah, but caribous are actually worth a bit more than that. Maybe the players should enter at Wembley on caribous. This is great. So have you been taking hallucinogenic uh, (laughs) substances before you came in here? Um, it is, a, it is a strange old cup. You know, we've had I Mourinho... Yeah, well, I was just going to get on with to that in a sec. You've got Mourinho coming out. Maybe we could all survive without the cup. Could we? No. I mean, I think it's a brilliant opportunity to... You know, I've said many, many times before, to see young players, to see fringe players, to see players you don't often get a good look at, to give them a good run out, test them in decent environments. We always get a good crowd. People like it. Oh, I really enjoy it. I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, I, wish, I just wish the smaller clubs had taken a bit more seriously. Well, I, I agree mean, with got, that. Yeah, you've got Burton putting out a, you know a, a, an understrength side to play Man United. It's like you're playing Man United. You know, give it a go. You know, this is your chance. Yeah, yeah, I, I do point? agree with that. I mean, even Nottingham Forest against us fielded a weekend, although I wouldn't yeah. have noticed the difference. Yeah. And, and interestingly, you, you find what happens in cups when they play their top players. Invariably, they get discovered. You think who would not have been discovered straight away if they hadn't played in in a cup game? I mean, Deli Ali for Tottenham 
for one. Mm-hmm. He was discovered playing against them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan Ampadu. Well, they kind of knew about him anyway. Yeah, but it, then he played and actually had MK a blinder. Dons, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you get people like Ampadu. He mm-hmm. played against us, didn't he, mm-hmm. for, for Exeter. So, you know, it is an important thing, I think. I think, I think it has a relevance. I think it has a purpose. What also was interesting was the Forest game was actually a sellout as well. Yeah. When we'd had other premiership clubs moaning about it wasn't a sellout. And I thought well, that- Spurs was pathetic. I mean, was Spurs 20, are... 20,000? 20,000 people Wembley? in an 80,000-seat stadium is rubbish. No, it is, it is total rubbish. Yeah. So anyway, um, the side that we put out... It was, I've got, sorry, I must clarify something. I've got a little bit of uh, grief after last week's uh, excellent. podcast. Well, probably um, Because dessert. I said I was slightly disappointed about a lot of season tickets not going to the Champions League group stages and not going to the Caribou Cup. Um, because I felt that they felt it was beneath them a little bit and that it was just a reserve game and that they were only really interested in the Premier League and the FA Cup to a degree and and to the latter stages of the Champions League. And a lot of people said to me, well, you can't say that because we can't afford it, we can't afford to go to these things. And, And genuinely, if somebody can't afford it, if it's a financial issue or you live, as one person did in Bristol and it's very difficult to get there and back on midweek, I totally get it. The point I was making was that there are a lot of tourists on these nights around me with their iPhones and iPads up, which I despise, um, because season tickets have given up their tickets or not taken up their tickets for those games. And I just think there is a certain... Um, I, th- I do think there is a certain uh, fan who doesn't think that this is a valid competition or, you know, and, and the same applies for, the, for the, the lower reaches of the Champions League as well. And it disappoints me, that's all. Well, there we go. That's disappointed man over there. I was 50-50 about whether I was going to go to the Forest game. So I'm, uh, What's I'm your made, reasoning behind it? Are um, you a season ticket holder? I'm a season ticket holder and I did buy my Forest ticket. Yeah. Um, I had a clash of um, things and I, th- I was wondering whether or not to go. And then I thought... Hey, it's football. Got to go, really, haven't you? Well, that, you so know that, that that's kind of the attitude. I mean, like you know, I mean, if you have other stuff to do, if you can't afford, it, if you live miles away, that that's fair enough. But if it's just a case of can't be asked, I don't get it. I'm not. It's not even a judgment, really. It's just. It's really just saying I don't get it. It's an opportunity to watch Chelsea and watch players at Chelsea that you wouldn't ordinarily see in a competitive game against other teams that more often than not, even though they're playing weak and seems really want it and really up for it, even though you know a lot of the teams you play at the lower. The lower level are, are pub teams. We play Everton next. They're a proper team, and you know yeah. it'll be it'll be a really, you know, interesting game. And it's a trophy. and It's a trip to Wembley. So I don't understand people who don't. You yeah, know, you I know, think I, part of my reason for going was to see Masonda. Yeah, who I'd not really seen play. I mean, I've seen him play, you know, a couple of minutes on YouTube and stuff. And I know that I'm supposed to have, you know, have a detailed. You know, uh, analysis of his entire play in La Liga or whatever. But I didn't. So I thought, well, you know. It's a good chance yeah. to go and see him. He's supposed to be a star. Let's go and see him. And he, he didn't disappoint. I thought he was pretty good. Do you yeah. want to look at the team and, yeah, and, and, and give some context? Read that out and then we'll go yeah. through so it. So we had uh, Willy, Willy, Willy Caballero. Caballero. <laughs> Willy, <laughs> Willy, Willy, Willy Caballero. <laughs> Don't do that, Kerry. Um, you start doing already. it now when you uh, see him. It's great. A back three of uh, Rudiger, uh, Christensen and Cahill uh, with uh, Zappacosta and Kennedy as the full-backs. Fabregas and Bappi, Bakayoko uh, as the holding uh, two. And then Masonda, Batshuayi and Hazard making up an all-Belgian front three. So what did you think of Masonda? Uh, fast, skillful. Um, Slightly lightweight? 
You say that, but I mean, Nevin was lightweight, so does he really need to be, you know, sort of um, muscles bulging out of everywhere? I don't good think point. so. It's I good, thought he was very good. It's a good point. Well, well it's he interesting, did, I thought he did actually, well with his chance. Actually, it's interesting. I was reading an interview with Masonda, I think it was today, where he was saying, uh, or it m- might have been contact. Anyway, it was they were talking about this, and Musonda said, I've spoken to Hazard, and he's told me, and so is the manager, that I've got to bulk up a bit, and I've got to put more muscle on, like Hazard has. He said, you look at him, he's only a little bit taller than me, but look at the size of him. And he said, I understand that I'm pro- probably too slight. But he didn't get bullied, did he? He didn't get kicked no, out. No, but you played did a, a, off the ball, a, a little bit. I, I thought he know. did a little bit. I, th- I think if he comes up against some of the, the top boys, I, I think... Musonda showed everything you could hope for in a young player in a game like that. He's got an exciting touch. He's got a good brain. He's quick. He can score. Um, he obviously is integrated with the other players. Um, but it is what it was. It was a fantastic performance against a Nottingham Forest B-side. And we've got to talk about the celebration. Love the celebration. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that was fantastic. Joy unbridled. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And to admit that he was crying at the time. You know, that's Look, what you want. I, I think Musonda had an excellent game. You know, I, you know, I always say, you know, you don't need to be given chances. You have to take your chances, you know. And I thought he took his chance well. I think he, you know, his, his goal was good. His all-round play was good. I do question his um, physicality. Uh, in at the elite level, uh, Nevin's a really good point. I didn't think about that, but I mean, if you look at Hazard and you look at Silva and you look at some, they're quite low centre of gravity players. You know, they've got big asses basically. You know, they 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 stick to the ground, whereas Charlie's a little bit kind of you know skinny and linear. So and Hazard has put on muscle, and he has put on muscle. Yeah, yeah. and I think that um, I think you're right. I think he did really well. I really enjoyed his performance. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see you know play a player playing with that much joy and verve and. Joie de vivre. Yeah, know, exactly. And, uh, and going out there and, and, and enjoying it and taking his chance. What's not to like? Yeah, you know? I, I, look, he looks to me as though he is obviously more than a prospect. You know, he had 20-odd games for Betis, you know, when he was there. You know, he's obviously got something about him. And, you know, the talk today is, we were talking about what news is there today. You know, the news is breaking. that It looks as though they're going to negotiate a new deal. So... Obviously, Chelsea are going to do that at the right time, as they do with all these players. I think they'll they'll tie him up to a nice long contract, and it looks deserved. The other interesting um, players that we saw um, were Ampadu and Sterling. Well, before that, can we talk about Kennedy? We can. I was going to mention the cracking fact- game. Yeah. I thought he had a cracking game. You know, by all accounts, he was halfway out the door after his mm. slightly racist Chinese uh, slightly uh, stuff in the uh, in the summer. Um, and well, that's giving him the benefit of doubt. And uh, you know, there was a, a sense that he might have cost the club many millions of pounds, um, and certainly an awful lot of goodwill. Um, and there was a sense that he was going to get shipped out. But he's featured a couple of times, been on the bench a couple of times. And as you say, I thought I thought he had a good game, and I think he's a decent left full back backer. Yeah, and it was a, scored a goal. It was a lovely goal as well. Yeah. Took it very nicely. No, he scored a second one too. Yeah, the yeah. the the, um, the month of Betshui's hat trick. Yeah, that's true. Shot. Yeah, you're right. So I mean, yeah, I, th- I think you know who would have thought we would ever see him again in a Chelsea shirt? But you look at him, you think, well, mm. maybe he could be the player that we thought we bought a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, you know, pretty much everyone did a job. Okay, if you want to wait till we get to the subs, you know, for me, Christensen. How do we feel about him? He no, looks he looks he's solid. He's he the not? real. He's the real deal. He, lo- he looks as though he's going he to be calm. He looks unflustered. Nothing, nothing throws him at all. Um, I've been so impressed with him in the, in, the, in the games, and not so much the game against Forest because there was very little to do. 
But in the games where he's played against, you know, when he played against, I know we're going to get onto the Stoke game when he played against Stoke, um, he just looks absolutely unflustered in the middle of that defence and he looks like he's organising it. He's got um, time, hasn't he? Mm. He's got time to do things. Mm. He thinks about it and he, and he seems to be able to work out when to play it out and when to boot it out. I think what's really interesting about Christensen is he's the perfect example of how the loan system works. And, you know, a season in the Bundesliga, going out there, playing in a tough league against tough opponents and really learning his Two craft. Two years out there. Well, learning his craft and really, you know, becoming a proper regular footballer has really helped him. And I think he's come back a much more complete product than when he left. Did we um, really expect him to come back? That's the thing that gets me. I mean, it looked like one of those things where we, we loan a player out for two years and they get all attached to the player. And suddenly, you know, before we know it, we sold him off. As but we, we thought that we about, we thought that about Courtois as well, didn't we? We thought that he might not come back. What seems to happen to me from what I can gather and talking to a few people is that there's a few of these loan players that Chelsea seriously marked down as contenders for their squad. And I think both Courtois and Christensen were those. I think an awful lot of the others, they go out. If they prove themselves, maybe they'll come back. If not, we usually end up making some sort of profit. Very nice, thank you. Business done, off they go. I think my understanding is that Christian has always been one of those players that people have had very, very high hopes for. Yeah. You know? But I think they have high hopes for a lot of players, and a lot of players just don't deliver at the elite level. And you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see uh, the, the, the two kind of key players that we've got in the Premier League at the moment with Tammy Abraham, scored again on, on, on Saturday, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who most Crystal Palace fans will turn around and say he's far too good for us, you know, um, you know who's, who's becoming first name on the team sheet over there. be interesting to see at the end of you know, this season what Chelsea do about that, because they're two players that feel like they could come straight into the squad having got some games under their belt. I think the loan system's working really well, and I know a lot of our fan base you know, moan and, 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 and wail about the fact that we're letting these young players go out and they should be in the squad, but actually going out, getting game time under their belts, learning their craft and coming back as good as Courtois and as good as Christian Sonnard, I think it's got to be a good thing, right? Yeah, and, and also we're, we're not losing points because we've had to try players out in games and it's fallen apart or whatever. They are getting their game experience elsewhere and at a different level, which is interesting because it toughens you up. And it's one sorry, it's one thing being you know uh, under eighteen FA Cup winner or uh, under nineteen development squad European winner. I mean, it's one thing to be you know to be to be excelling at that level, but when you're playing in leagues like the Premier League or the Bundesliga, you are basically playing against the best players in the world. The best players in the world, you know, uh, you know, whether you're in the Bundesliga or Syria or La Liga or Premier League, you know, these are these are you know unparalleled players. So you have to be at an elite level. You can't you can't just kind of go straight into these squads. You have to learn your craft. I think some of the moaning this summer was because of players like Ake going, and you know, we see Ake playing in the, the cup semi final, and he looks like a really decent player, and then he, he disappears. But having seen Christensen play. He's on a different level from Ake. There's no doubt about it. He's far, far better. Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, um, you know, the problem with Ake was height. That was always the problem, is that, you know, he just didn't fit the height matrix that the manager wanted. But, you know, decent player. Was he amazing? I mean, Chalabar's another one. Chalabar hasn't exactly set the world on fire, you know. So. No, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. So, I mean, you know... Injured again. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's, let's go back to the Forest game, because um, we should really just get through it quickly and... Um, we should talk about well hat trick for Batshuayi, hat trick yeah. for Batshuayi, yeah. Dujon Sterling, yeah. and Ampadu. For me, 
those two kids, Dujon Sterling, he looks already as though he's got the physique of a proper footballer to me. He doesn't look as though he needs filling out too much. Didn't see much of him. They did fine. I mean, yes, the thing—it's hard to tell. But no, exactly. Run either of them. No, but Uh, Amadou looked him. Looked very impressive yeah, in the middle he, of the midfield. He, yeah, he had presence, didn't he? Yeah. He certainly yeah. had presence and he was bossing people around. I love the fact we said it has our way to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's basically signed on the Monday. He's in a Chelsea shirt on a Wednesday. He, looks, he, came, he came off of Fabregas as well. Yeah, didn't yeah. He? That's, that's, that's some introduction to you yeah, know, it's amazing. Chelsea, isn't it? You know, and there must have been a few boys that have been there since they're eight years old going, well, hang on a minute, he's been here two days and he's suddenly <laughs> on the pitch, you know. But So they must rate him very, very highly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I saw that the um, Chris Coleman, the Welsh manager, who's because he obviously picked him for the Wales squad, was saying that, you know, he has got all the attributes of David Luiz because he can play in central defence and he can play in central midfield as well. Um, you know, so I, I think it's exciting, yeah. but we haven't really seen enough of him to, no, to do but, it. But I'd like to see a little bit more because what I saw was interesting. But what we are seeing is that we've got some youngsters that we're already going, could be interesting. Let's see more when the time's right. And then last point about the Forest game, Batshuayi, you know, some would say he wasn't involved in the game that much, didn't quite go for him, and yet he ends up scoring a hat trick. Flukiest hat trick I think I've ever seen. I mean, you know, burgled a hat trick. Yeah, but, <laughs> but wouldn't you say that actually shows he must be some kind of classy striker because he ends up in the right place at the right time for it to the hit him or bounce shot to for him? The first one, the third one came off his chin or something after it, you know, came off the crossbar. I can't even remember the second one. What was that like? Oh, that was the, the, the tap-in from the Azar goal, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, not, not exactly the most blinding hat-trick. It wasn't exactly a Hasselblank hat-trick. They, they, yeah. they all count, and it will say on his record. I mean, his goals-to-games record is amazing, but he is burgling goals in games <laughs> that don't matter and at the end of games and goals that are hitting. I mean, let's, let's not be harsh him. Let's give him credit for being in the right place at the right time. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's to be taken with a, not a pinch of salt, but certainly with a little bit of... Uh, yeah, distance, I think. exactly. Well, there you go. One lucky striker. And now we just have to go to a commercial break. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Right. Well, moving on from the, the joys of the cup, we ended up with our first team out against Stoke. And that was another away day for myself and Andy. A um, lovely time, didn't we? It was great. It was fantastic. I loved it. You know, you you even knew where to park in Stoke and things. It I was... did get lost on the M1, though. Well, yeah, on the easy bit. We were meeting on the M1 at Leicester Forest East Services. Um, and uh, I, I actually, while I was waiting for Andy, he couldn't get lost on the M1. He did yeah. somehow. Ended up about three junctions up off the M1 but while I was waiting for you um, met somebody who listens to the podcast who wasn't even going to the game I think your name was James so hello um, that was quite a strange What's thing he's going to the game that's weird he's going to Nottingham to drop his son off for university or something oh, I think right, okay. so, wants to get anyway. his priorities right yeah exactly <laughs> anyway so there we were when we finally got to Stoke uh, we managed to, I, I loved it you know I'd heard all this stuff about what an atmosphere there is at this ground and um, yeah, it was bang average, wasn't it? It was, especially wh- where's your famous atmosphere was what we kept singing at them, yeah. which was great. But um, it, read us, read us the teams, Andy. Uh, well, Courtois came back in goal um, Asker, instead of instead of Willy Willy oh, Willy Caballero. Don't do that. <laughs> um, back three of uh, Aspilicueta back in the team. Christiansen and Rudiger. Cahill dropped to the bench. Uh, Moses and Alonso back at fullback. Kante and Bakayoko starting uh, in midfield with William Morata and Pedro up front. 
Well, you know, for me, it, it was a, a very interesting team. We got Bakayoko back in from the start, who actually, I would say, didn't have a great game for us. Bit of a cure at Sig, really, it wasn't it? It's funny, isn't it? Because um, yeah. he, he got a lot of um, reviews afterwards saying he played really well. I didn't think so. I think he, I thought he looked really good in the tackle. He looked really strong. Um, he pushes people off the ball, no problem at all. But what I think he's doing is he's waiting too long on the ball. He doesn't release it quickly enough. Um, and you can't do that. This isn't League One, you know. Yeah, he got caught in possession yeah. several times. Yeah. Exactly. I remember you you were counting down in the first half. I think it was four, maybe five times it happened. Yeah. I mean, you say it's again. That's the second time. I then... suspect he hasn't realised what the pace of the Premier League is. No, I, I, he's obvious. He's got all the skills yeah. and he's got all the attributes. It was just interesting having had everyone go. Oh, it was a disaster not having him on from the start against Arsenal. No, I, th- I thought um, he had, I thought he had a neutral game. Yeah. All the all the any bad stuff that he did was cancelled out by good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought he had a fairly neutral game I mean I think the good stuff he did was really good I mean he made the first goal after two minutes won the ball in midfield drove forward Aspilicueta, ball over the top, Morata, lovely finish. You know, suddenly we're, we're then, on the front foot. What I remember is he didn't pass to Aspilicueta. He, yeah. he lost the ball in the tackle and it squirted off to Aspilicueta. Yeah, so he well, got, he got a little bit. Didn't it go of out to Kante first, actually? Something didn't it like squirt that, out maybe, to Kante yeah. and then Kante? Way, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite the. No, you know, no it the, wasn't the fluid hmm. sort of movement to get to Aspi. You must remember as well, he's coming back from injury. You know, yeah. he is. Oh, look, uh, and he's learning. In. You know, we're not going to have a, have a go at him, but, you know, he, he, it wasn't a, a massively dominant performance. No, he's going to be. He does look fast, he looks strong, and I think. There's a, there's when a he's good, he's great. Right. Yeah, he's going to be a legend. There's no doubt about it. If, you know, and to be I have fair, to say, I mean, I was listening to the match of the day commentary because I was watching this um, sort of not not illegally, but quasi illegally at, um, at um, the BBC. Quasi illegal at the well, BBC. I had to ask. I had to ask for the feed that was going up to the Salford offices to be sort of redirected back down to London so I could watch it. So I had Motti in my ear for the entire game, and Motti was going crazy about Bakayoko, calling him the new SCN and stuff. I mean, he Motti really loves him. Mm. Yeah. There's something about Motti's commentary, though. Is he? I'm sure he's not actually at the games anymore, is he? Um, no, I think he is. He is at the games. Is he he yeah. sounds though. Why did you say that? That's a weird thing to say. No, because it, the way his you listen to his vocals, it's really weird. It sounds as though he's in enclosed space as opposed to being out. No, he's definitely there. Yeah, it's interesting. What's interesting though is um, he sometimes he'll correct himself because obviously it's the highlights. They can do that. They can edit yeah. it. So for the fifth, fourth, sorry, fourth goal. He um, he said, "Oh, and I think um, Christensen got the final touch." And I'm thinking, "No, <laughs> no." And then he goes, "Oh, and I think Morata got the final touch." And I'm right, there's the edit right there. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But um, no, I mean, it, it was it was. I know a- he's a national treasure. I can't bear him. He's a Chelsea fan. He's a Chelsea fan. But he's just like your granddad commentating now. <laughs> it's like I find him really irritating. Oh. I do. Sorry. I just do. Oh, well, there we go. Well, I doubt whether Motti will be coming on the podcast when he hangs up his mic. Lives near me. Does he? Mm. Well, you can go and go tell and him tell how him. you feel. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's a very nice man. I mean, I haven't got a problem with him personally. I just find his commentary slightly irritating. He actually sounds like... He sounds compu- doddery. He sounds like a computer game now. It's yeah. a different generation, isn't it? It is yeah. a different That's generation, it. yeah. Yeah, the one... I, okay, if we're going on as commentators I can't stand, Jonathan Pierce. Can't bear him. Used to like Jonathan Pierce when he did Capital Radio. Yeah, but he was hysterical. His radio things over the He's just too overbearing, isn't it? On TV, it's just too hysterical. Yeah, you know. But anyway, uh, moving back to so yeah, we went goal up very very early Two on. Two minutes, well, then, ninety seconds actually. Yeah, and then and then we got the the second goal, mm-hmm. and then after that, Pedro. Yeah, Pedro, which Beautiful I thought was a fantastic finish. 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 It's interesting. I saw that thing they did on I think it was Match of the Day or something saying. That wasn't just a bad 
back pass or a back chest, as it was from Fletcher. Pedro was already oh, moving before the ball it. had he come. Was alive, yeah, he yeah. was alive, yeah. And that's what's so brilliant about Pedro. Well, let's say, let's say also about Stoke. Why did they pay that back three? There was basically one centre-back there in Martins Indy and two full-backs. Were well, the in, rest in of them not injured three. or something? And Zuma but, was out because and he then he, And then he stars. took Martins Indy off and had no yeah. back three by the end of it and yeah. worried why they got smashed. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It, it, I think it was it, they had a lot of injuries but um, but yeah the, the second goal kind of sealed it in a lot of ways but the truth is if you were there and watching that game from goal two to goal three was a very painful experience we yeah. just did not get out of our area Mark Hughes said the um, result Mark, Mark Hughes said the result flattered us and he was right a little I bit I was yeah, hysterically was. tweeting between the second and third goals about how we were throwing this away yeah, yeah. Yeah, I big felt time. very stupid afterwards of course so yeah. I got loads of loads of um, yeah, but banter about they should about have that. scored two goals. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. One, there was one. Oh, is it Fletcher? Fletcher, that was Fletcher. Open goal? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He sort of headed it onto his knee, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. We have ridden our luck defensively mm. at times this season. You know, Lacazette missing that sitter against us mm. after was it Ramsey hit the post? You know, that Fletcher missing that one. We have ridden our luck. It's balls into the box that are frightening me. The, one, the, the ones that set pieces or whatever that, that, that floated in from sorry floated in from just. Um, uh, this side of the area, and we don't seem to be able to deal with ones that sort of come behind our centre backs. Yeah, um, well, we're, we're very good about blocking stuff a lot on the edge of the, of the area. We're no, we're, you know, we have no problems with that, but we're we're, we're giving too many free kicks away. Giving away too position. many free kicks away. Yeah, uh, in those areas, it's it, it's it's annoying because it, it it probably drive Conte nuts as well. It'll be something I'm sure that he'll be trying to get to grips with, and maybe that's a problem of you know this back three changing all the time. Mm. You know, we haven't. Last season, that back three was the back three. You know, it's changed quite a lot already this season. I think, you know, he'll, he'll want to get these things rectified because um, it's not quite working for us there. But how different did we look? I mean, not talking about the defence, but the mid- midfield. How different did we look once Hazard and Fabregas came on? Yeah. And that's what got me. Is, and I thought the defence were put under pressure a bit because the midfield weren't operating properly. And I thought Pedro, goal aside, didn't play particularly well. William didn't play particularly well. And they were losing the ball too often, especially in the second half. We were losing the ball all the time. And then suddenly, you know, Fabregas is on. We start to look a bit better. Hazard comes on and suddenly we're keeping the ball. We're going forward and we're driving them back. And the moment they came on, I didn't think Stoke had a chance after that. Yeah. And do you know what I think the thing is with Hazard? What happens is the rest of our team looks to give him the ball. So they've actually got a focus point. They go, we must get it to get it to Eden and let him have the ball. And it's interesting. It, it changed. You're absolutely right. Those two came on and changed it. It was a perfect... You have this thing about Fabregas that you think he's a, he's a wonder sub, that he should come on for half an hour or so. Up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When, it, when, when teams are tired, when, when te- well, especially when teams are pushing for a goal, that we've, mm. you know, to, 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 he's brilliant at, at just putting his foot on the ball and creating space. Whether you start him from the beginning in every game, that's my that's my issue. I'm not sure I would have started him in that game. I would have started with the muscle that we had in that game, mm. which was Bakayoko and Kante. But to be able to bring him on when they're when they're pushing for a goal and there's spaces at the back, yeah, you're right. It destroys teams. Mm. Absolutely destroys them. Yeah, viscerates them. And and what about Alvaro? Amazing, wasn't it? Well, nice to see him score three goals with his feet. Um, he he was feeding on scraps it, for a lot of yeah. game, for a lot of the game. Interesting point here. Everyone goes on about, oh, he's, you know, he's known for his headers and things. I, I did some research on this. Tiny little stat for you. Nothing like any of your stats. Um, that he's actually, before he came to Chelsea, had scored 70 goals 
And 11 of them were headers. Well, I'm surprised at that. Yeah. Most of the stuff I'd seen of him beforehand had been scoring with his feet. So yeah. I was surprised yeah. when he scored with his head. Yeah, and everyone going, at him, he's a tall he boy. You know, that's, yeah. that's what he should do. He, he, he jumps well. He's good in the air. Um, somebody was saying that, they, that he reminded them of a young Peter Osgood. And I thought, that's a bit, bit off. But then I looked at them and I looked at their physique of Aussie before the injury, before the, 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 the broken leg. And they are very similar. They're tall mm. and thin, and they run well, and they run past defenders, and they've got skill to, um, you know, to die for. And they score with little death flicks of their foot. I mean, you could see some of the goals Osgood scored when he was in, when he was young. Little flicks with his foot outside of the foot, past the keeper, just waiting for the right time to do it. And that's exactly what Morata did. Isn't it? it is. It's, it's, it's clever. It's like watching David Gower bat. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's, it's a difference, isn't it? I mean, some, some strikers are balls. You've yeah. got Costa, for example, and some strikers are gazelles, and yeah. Murata's definitely a gazelle. Caribous. Caribous. No, he's definitely not, <laughs> not a caribou. A no, no, hold on. Who have, Robert Fleck might have been a caribou. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Robert. Um, but, uh, Do you want some yeah. Murata stats? Well, I just gave you the only one that counts. Uh, so no player has been involved in more goals in their first six Premier League games for Chelsea than Murata. Um, Murata's strike came after only 82 seconds the second fastest goal this season after Shinji Okazaki's for Leicester against Brighton in August and he's the 17th player to score a Premier League hat-trick for Chelsea only now, Arsenal this is, have had more scorers this is what when was the last time two, Chelsea, two separate Chelsea strikers scored a hat-trick in the same week uh, that was well, the tweet that, that I put I, out I can ah, tell you that it was Zola and Flo who did it in successive games in November and December 97. So different months, but same week in November, December 97. Zola against Derby, Flow against Spurs. Oh, that was a much. big question. Thank that you Never much. before that. Yeah. Uh, it has, no, once before that. Not that I saw. 1971. Zola, Baldwin and oh, yeah, sorry, the same apart game. Apart from that one, I did yeah. have that one. But that's the, yeah. that's the same only game. one yeah, I can yeah. think about. Yeah, but not yeah. in... Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I so, did mention that no, one. No, we, yeah. we, we talked about it when coming back and I tweeted it when I got back. And it was really interesting because, uh, yeah, there was a... What's the guy, name of that guy who tweeted the answers? Was it No Fun or something? No, no one. No one. Yeah. yeah well done, no one. No, well, well done, no one. <laughs> no one, yeah. No, he, he came but there's with... the title of the show right the there. The reason I didn't see it is because it was November, December. So it was, it was, the, it was like the last week of November, first week of December. Oh. So I was looking for in the same month and I didn't right. see it. And he came back and went, actually, no, Zola Flo. So, you know, respect to him. Um, but yeah, not before that in separate games in the you know since whenever it is you know and lots of t- lots of play- lots of in the same month lots of like you know Greaves in the same month you know and yep. and, uh, and Aussie obviously yep. you know scoring hat tricks in Tamling. the same month but it's the and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the two different players thing as well yeah yeah. Interesting yeah. Thing. yeah yeah so no it's a, so it's a little bit of history there and thereabouts and it was it was quite nice to see but um, I kind of think I know who my number one striker is. So, you know, um, on on the whole, Stoke was a very good, very good way of taking us into what I suppose now we could call our first defining week of the season. Well, Chelsea have won eight of their past nine league away games. You know, best run over a nine-game period on the road since uh, September 2009, when they also won eight and lost one. So, you know, we're in, we're, in, we're in a good moment, as Carlo Ancelotti would say. But this next four days, I think, is really important. It's going to be tough. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got Atletico coming up. You've got Manchester coming up. All the press are doing their usual thing. Oh, it's all between the Manchester clubs. That's it. Everyone else, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm happy blah. with that. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. It's well, lovely. It takes the pressure. Season, let's face it. Yeah, just, absolutely. you know, focus all the, all the pressure on them. We'll absolutely. Just, we'll just so, Atletico first. Well... Ironically, you know, since the last um, podcast, Diego has finally made his way home 
and will be the person probably meeting us off the plane, I would have thought. Good business, though. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't subscribe to this, it's not good business, you've lost a decent, great striker, What blah, were we blah, supposed blah. to do? We'd lost him anyway, so... You lost him yeah. mentally. Yeah. yeah. We've got totally. a huge amount of money in a market where only one club was bidding. Mm. I mean, how's that not good business? I agree. So, I, don't, I, I seriously don't know how they did it. I don't know how they managed to persuade Atletico to stump up an extra whatever it was, 20-odd million. Um... They all that all I can think of is that they said if you don't if you don't stump it up, we'll we'll let him rot there for three years. Yeah, um, and then see see if he likes it and see if he wants to join somebody else. Well, instead. At which point he'll be thirty, won't have been playing yeah. football. So he'll probably he, be twenty. I stone, the pressure would know. then have been on him to say, "All oh, right, I'll take another club." In which case, Atletico's position um, falls away. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, they've just given us twenty million for nothing, effectively. Yeah. No, I think that's a very fair point, you know. But um, so he's gone back to um, well, the, the the Chelsea reject side, isn't it? Really, with mm. Felipe Luis and Torres, Thiago is now Torres. on the coaching staff. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's quite a funny th- arrangement that we have with Atletico. They've not had a great start to the season. No, they haven't, but they look better at the weekend. Yeah, um, and this is going to be our hardest of the group games. It is away to. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a proper game. New stadium, though, haven't they? They've got a new stadium. Yep. So they haven't got the, um, you know, they're still bedding into their, you know, stadium called yeah. Wanda. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, I, and it, with us all being here, none of us are going to be there, are they? No. None no. of us are going to see this lovely new stadium. I don't think we sold out our allocation, you know. I don't know. I, I mean, the allocation thing is, is tricky these days. I mean, I've got friends who are in Madrid who can't get tickets because you have to have bought a ticket through the... Allocation scheme, I believe. Yeah, you have to buy three allocation yeah. schemes, and, and, and the allocation you stops. Can't I think buy about anybody else's. You because you, 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 you have to have your name on with it. your part. Yeah, yeah. Um, which strikes me as strikes me as on. It strikes me that we're not, we're never going to sell out allocations if that's the case, because mm. you absolutely have to make, to make sure that you're going to be able to get to Madrid. You're going to be able to or wherever we're going to go. Um, and and get your name on a ticket. You can't do it the way we we used to do it, which was well, you know, buy the airline, buy the air, the flight, and, and, hotel and, and, and yeah. hope that you're going to get a ticket when you yeah. when you get there. Yeah. And yeah. I can see why they've done it, but it's it's just worrying, I think. Mm. So the one question I'd just ask: Will it be Bakayoko or will it be Fabregas that starts? It's a really interesting question. Actually, yeah. I hadn't given it any thought. Um, it defines how we play, I think. I, I th- think it will probably be Fabregas. I suspect so too. I think I think he'll go for guile. I think he'll go for guile and experience and you know the ability to match them for cleverness. Okay, interesting. I will go then as the only one who'll go for Bakayoko because mm. I think they need I'm to I'm not going to base it on apart from no, pure, I think you know, they've instincts. got to shore up that that midfield if you get Koke going and and what have you needs to be taken it's not care quick of. Quick though Koke. No, but I still think, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I think, I mean, for me, I would play back a Yoko, but I don't think he will. I no. think Champions League is, is Fabregas's um, yeah. we'll ballpark. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll either, either would work for me in different ways in yeah. that particular game. And then we, we can go, no, he's got it wrong after 10 minutes yeah, or whatever. So, you know. Okay, and then quickly we should move on to just a quick uh, chat about Man City. You know, again, we are the dark horses now, the forgotten men already of the title race after, what, six games? This is the same as last season, isn't it? I mean, it didn't, didn't they start last season? Ten games unbeaten. an absolute canter, scoring goals plenty. And, and I, I, so why, why the press hasn't sort of cottoned on to the fact that... Um, well, you made, know what journalists are like. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, why... Um, why they why they can't look back at last season and say, "Oh, hang on a second, this is this is shaping up to be like what it was last season." And in fact, Chelsea are doing better than they were last season. They're in a much better place than they were last season at this at this stage. Yeah, I agree. So I, you'd think, you know, we, we'd be getting a bit more, um, bit more. Um, 
a little, little less flack from them. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because we have two sides of the, of the spectrum, really, in these two games. You've got Atletico Madrid, who are brilliant, but they really try and wear you down. They'll press really high. They'll try and, you know grind you into submission and then come out. They like to counter-attack. So it'll be very interesting to see what we do when we have to have the ball a bit. And then you've got Manchester City, who will just try and bomb onto us and try and take us apart by, you know, fast, quick thinking and guile. Um, so it, it, it's going to be very interesting to see if he keeps the team, team pretty much the same or whether he changes it too much. I, I, think, it, I think it's a fantastic... It's the week's... Like this, that you dream about. This is what you want, isn't if it? If you win, yeah. But even if you don't, then you go right. We've got something to work from. Do now you, we need I don't, to. I just get really depressed for about. Well, yeah, of course. But you have to take something from it. So I think the city game is definitely a Bakayoko game, isn't it? It's definitely a sort of let's let's sit back, absorb the pressure. And it's try it's, and hit it's, on it's the a right. it's a Matic versus you know Torre you know yeah. matchup like you know that classic game where Matic picked Torre and put it in yeah. his pocket. It's that. Can you dominate the midfield? Well, you know, can you? I think can the interesting thing is, I mean, a lot of people are saying, well. Um, the first goal was going to be important. We've got to score the first goal, and I thought that last season as well. And of course, they scored the first goal, and we still went back, went on to win. Yeah. I don't think they've got the ability to sit back. I think they've got the ability to score, you know, loads and loads of goals if they, if they put their mind to it. But I don't think they can take a one nil lead and then sit back. One thing that concerns me about them is they've really upgraded their fullbacks this year, and that will be pressure particularly on Alonso. Who, who showed his hysteria, actually, at Stoke, well, didn't he? there's that as well. You know, I mean, he did, he did lose his head a little bit and have to yeah. be subbed, but I'm slightly concerned about the full-backs and De Bruyne running at Alonso and mm. creating havoc there with Sterling. And, you know, they've got a lot of firepower. And obviously, you know, Jesus and uh, or Jesus and, and Aguero. Jesus and Aguero, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's kind of terrifying, really. But, you know, if we can control that, as you say, they're not amazing at the back. You know, the mm. centre-backs are not great. You know, if we can get the ball up to Morata, if we can counter them. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, well, one one quick word for uh, for the Chelsea ladies who started yes, their, say, started their season. And then we'll do the predictions and we'll be out of here. Started their season on Sunday. Um, six and had nil a win was it? Thumping six nil win against yeah. Bristol City ladies. So well done, Emma and the girls. That's uh, a great start for you. Fantastic. And the the last point is Cahill. He's had a tough week or so. Wasn't the greatest of games that he's had. Wasn't the worst. against Stoke. I think he looks all right. People are pushing for Rudiger all the time. How will that pan out for him this it's week? Hysteria. We it is hysteria. We say every week. It's like, you know, just give it a rest. Exactly. It's, he's what it's you boring. want in a defender. He's brave. He's committed. He gets in the way of balls. We know he's not messy. We, you know, he, yes, he looks like a pantomime horse on steroids sometimes, but that's not the, not the point. We're not, we're, not, we're not playing him for his ball, his ball playing abilities. We're playing him to sort of, you know, sit in defence and be solid. I can and put, I can put together a, 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 you know, a, a YouTube, you know, sort of highlights with a John Terry falling over, frankly. Do you know what I mean? doesn't mean that John Terry is not an amazing footballer, but I can, you know, give you an example of him falling over against Van Persie. And, you know, there's, there's lots of examples of great players that play for us making mistakes. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, the general thing is in sport, you make mistakes. Christiansen yeah. will make mistakes. So will Rudiger. So will Azpilicueta. They all will. You know, so I don't think it helps in any way, shape no. or form to focus the fans' ire on one player. Okay. can only harm his confidence. Will he play against Atletico? Uh, is Luis available? Yes, yes he is. He is. Uh, no. Right, OK. Will he play against City? Yes, I think he will. I think he will as well. Okay. Right, final prediction time. Uh, Atletico Madrid, your score, please, first, Rob. I've got a sinking feeling that it'll be a 1 0 victory to Atletico. Okay. 
I'm going to go draw 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go for a mighty 2-1 to Chelsea. Mm, okay. Yep. And Man City? I'm going to go for a, a very positive 2-1 win. Andy? I think we'll lose. Oh, God. I I never, oh, come on, misery. What score? 2-0 to City. Oh, my God. I'm going to go 3-2 to Mighty Blues. That's it. I, I can't see them not scoring, but I just think we're going to we're gonna do it. We, okay. this is well, the I hope week. we do. Listen, I'm, I'm with you. I want yeah. you to do it. This you is ask the me to be honest. Well, okay. I don't like sometimes the honesty you give. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, thank you very much, Andy, as usual. Thank you, Rob. Nice to see you back here, and hopefully we'll get you back soon. This has been the Chelsea. Here we go. This week's going to be a biggie. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. The Chelsea is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.